The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to this is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. All right, Cruise Radio Rewind, where we tackle things we could not tackle during the week show because coronavirus took over this week's show and had to have Stuart on and Dan and answer a slew of listener questions. By the way, keep them coming in. We're, we're still answering them as fast as we can. Doug at cruiseradio.net. Coming up on this week's show, we have a review of Carnival Victory that we didn't get to get to on Thursday. Also, we had a chance to interview Holland America's president, Orlando Ashford, when we were up in New York City for a culinary event last weekend. So we're going to jump to that one first. I'm going to set this up because... The coronavirus thing kind of threw my whole show out of whack. But Holland America has a culinary council where they have eight different chefs, and each chef brings their expertise to the table, and that's how they create their main dining room menus in the uh, menus on the buffet that they serve every night. So while I was in New York last weekend, they uh, introduced a new member to their culinary council. His name is Eduardo Jordan. He's a restauranteur. He's from Florida, but has restaurants in Seattle. So we talked a little bit about that with Orlando, and then we kind of went into how Holland America has evolved over the past five years. And then I kind of snuck in a question about the development of Half Moon Key. So here's our interview with Orlando. We're here with Holland America's president, Orlando Ashford. How you doing, my friend? I'm very good. How about yourself? Question is, what do you look for when it comes to adding someone to the Culinary Council? So it's a number of things. So one, are they a wonderful chef? And so Eduardo is a James Beard award-winning chef. Uh, he's got a personality and a style that really fits the energy that we uh, move to or aspiring to with Holland America Line. He's got a, uh, if you know, all of the Culinary Council chef members mm-hmm. are one great at their craft, but yeah. also just fun, energetic people. And so we're looking for, you know, what's, what will Eduardo bring and, and, and kind of fit in and mix in with the group, uh, not only in terms of his craft, but also in terms of his style and his personality. And so Eduardo brings all those things to the table. Do you have a favorite dish that he prepares? And you know how I kind of got to know him? So his restaurant, June Baby, has a, kind of a renowned fried chicken that you have to get okay. there early to get because they run out. Okay. And so when you hear about people standing in line for hours for a dish that may run out, I said, I got to figure this out. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that's amazing. But uh, he's got a number of things. I actually am a big fan of deviled eggs, and he's mm-hmm. got some deviled eggs that I love as well. And he does some seafood dishes that I uh, – he's just a great chef yeah. and a great addition to the, to the, to the team. How important is food to the average Haunt America guest? Well, it's extremely important. We pride ourselves, you know, we talk about being a cruise line dedicated to the modern explorer, foodie, and live music lover. So foodie is one of those swim lanes that we spend a lot of time focused on. And so many cruise lines have one chef or two chefs. We have now eight that make up our culinary council. They're all unique and distinct in their own right. And so we can celebrate each chef individually, or we can bring them all together and bring the collective power of the council to our food to make it, in my opinion, second to none. You've been with Holland America for a while, about six years now, right? I'm in my sixth year, yeah. so five full years. How much, has, how much change have you seen over the past six years? 
Well, quite a bit. I mean, when I, I got here, I inherited a brand with wonderful legacy and wonderful history, but it was a bit quiet, and we wanted to elevate the things that we have historically done well, but to do them even better. And then we've done that through our strategic partnerships, you know, in music, BB Kings and Lincoln Center and, and, and Billboard, Onboard, and all of those partnerships. We've done that with food, with the Culinary Council, people like Dale DeGroff and, mm-hmm. uh, and, other, and James Suckling, so not only food but beverage that goes with it. And so what you've hopefully seen is a dedication and focus to being the best in the swim lanes that we think best fit our guests. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to be recognized for awards that suggest that, best at food and best at entertainment and things like that. I love the Rolling Stone Rock Room. I mean, that's like hands down probably one of the best venues at sea right now. I fully agree. If you like music, pick your venue. We have people. Mm -hmm. And it's always important for me to say this. It's not just the house band changing their shirts between Mm -hmm. sets. These are people that are dedicated to that venue, that genre of music. So the Rolling Stone Rock Room, well, those are rockers. That's what they do. That's what they love. That's what they know. And if you like that music, you're going to be there two, three times a night. In closing, is there anything you can tell us about the new development coming to Half Moon K? I realize it might be a little early. It's a little too soon, but you know, there's two aspects. So Half Moon K is a pristine experience with blue waters and the white beach sands and the horses and that quiet sort of ability to kick back and relax. And so we are maintaining and protecting that for the Holland America Line guests. At the same time, we are making investments so that we can make it a little bit more convenient to access and to broaden its reach. And so so we're working through that. But the thing to keep in mind is the thing that people love about Half Moon Key, that pristine beach, the yeah. pristine water, we're going to maintain. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Orlando Ashford, president of Holland America Line. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate the time. So that was the first interview we couldn't squeeze on Cruise Radio this week. And here's the second one, a review of Carnival Victory. So Heather just returned from a four-night cruise aboard Carnival Victory out of Miami. She joins us on the line. Hey, Heather. Hi. So this is going to be like a timepiece interview because Carnival Victory really only has like three more months of life before they put it into dry dock and turn it into Carnival Radiance. So I'm excited to get one last interview out of Carnival Victory before she goes to Radiance. How are you, Heather? I'm great. I'm so excited. Yeah, awesome. Yes. So you're up in Cincinnati, Ohio. You had to make your way down to Miami. Give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to take this four-night on Victory? I have been listening to this podcast for two years and never (laughs) been on a cruise. (laughs) And I finally decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to go on a cruise. And I posted on Facebook and one of my friends jumped in and said she would join and she's been on Carnival like 20 times. Mm -hmm. So we decided to go on Carnival and then we just sort of, we knew we wanted to go to a beach and that's all we really cared about. So we picked this one. Very good. So you make your way down to Miami. Any pre-cruise time? Yes. We went to Miami the night before just because I knew I don't want to get, you know, take a chance with not getting on the ship. So we went to Miami. We stayed at the um, Holiday Inn Miami Beach the night before and uh, had a nice night there just walking on the, we got in in the afternoon. So we got to hang out on the beach a little and had dinner and that kind of thing before we headed out the next day. How do you get around Miami? Uber. My friend had never Ubered before and uh, she's never done it. So I just took care of everything and just did Uber. I was, I don't mess around with anything else. (laughs) I always find it fascinating how people are so intimidated by Uber because you're jumping in a, a car with a stranger, but it's pretty safe. never done it, and I'm like, it's always cheap, cheaper, so yeah. I'm like, I'm always 
like there was a guy there to try to get us to use him and then at the airport and we were like no we'll just and sure enough the uber was cheaper so how was embarkation at port miami um it was good i timed it because i knew <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was 15 minute curb to ship i will give one tip is that i did faster the fun because i just felt like this is my first cruise. I want to make sure I, you know, everything goes smooth and quickly, but a mental note to print your boarding passes onto separate sheets of paper Yes. because I had them on one sheet front and back and had to be moved aside into the line and stuff. So that was a little annoying, but yes, it was fine. But wow. 15 minutes from ship to curb. What time did you get to the pier? Um, we got there around noon. Our okay. time was 1230, but mm-hmm. I knew with faster the fun, I didn't, it didn't matter. So, but by the time we got up and like, we're just leisurely hanging out and stuff, we didn't rush it. And we got there about noon. You make your way on board Carnival Victory. What were your first impressions? Honestly, it was a little chaotic. Like, I I mean, I guess I'd just never been on a cruise before. And so it's just a lot to take in when you're getting on. Like the staff as you're coming on board was really nice. But then stepping into the atrium, um, they just sort of like kept funneling us all up to the elevators to the ninth deck for the buffet. And we actually wanted to stop in our room first. And so it was a little chaotic, but once we figured it out, we were fine. Yeah, it's like an emerald green in that atrium, right? Yeah, Very there's green. a lot of green and there's um, you walk into the like there's it's not that big. I guess it was, you know, but this is a smaller ship. There's the big bar and the glass elevators and stuff. And there's a lot of green and dark color. So it's very pretty, though. So you make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book? And what did you think about it? We got a balcony room. And I will say because we had faster the fun, it was sort of this was a little bit of the chaos of like, the doors were shut and said you couldn't go in. But I was like, I think we can go in. So we just went in. And we sort of had to chase down and find a room find our room steward. But once we found him, his name was Booty. So that was easy to remember. (laughs) Um, He was very friendly and he went and got our room key and he let us in and the room was ready. And so we had a balcony room with the beds were like the two twin beds. And um, we found it to be perfect. Like as far as me, my friend wanted me to get a balcony room. She's like, you have to have a balcony. She's like, it's just so much more room and it's so nice to see the ocean. And the two of us unpacked in like 20 minutes and we had plenty of room for both of us and we're able to put our suitcases underneath. So underneath the bed. So it was great. Okay. So you're a first time cruiser. So what did you think of your stateroom against a regular hotel room? I was a little, I mean, it's small, but I knew it was going to be small. Um, So I actually thought, I was surprised at how many drawers and the closets, the number of closets and like the space on the balcony was nice. So I was really happy with it. The only thing, of course, was the fact that the um, there's no USB. So trying to find like outlets to plug things in and like I brought a fan with me to like I kind of need that noise at night. Mm -hmm. And so that was a little challenging of finding where to plug things in. And there was nothing by the beds at all. But like as far as like storage in the room and the space, there was two of us in there and we were great the whole week. Let's talk about dining. What time dining did you have and what did you think about it? We did any time. We loved it as far as it was nice. There's no specialty restaurants on the ship. And so um, we knew we were going to just kind of just mainly main dining room. But I told her I'm because I have a food blog. I was like, okay, I have to eat at every single place on the ship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Prepare yourself. We're eating everywhere. 
<laughs> and so we managed to make it to almost every place except the sushi place and um, over throughout the four days. So, but yeah, anytime dining was great. We used the app to get a table and never had a, I mean, never had to wait more than I think five or 10 minutes. And the food was really good. Like I was honestly kind of surprised about how good the food was. Like the first night we got flat iron steak and it was cooked perfectly to medium rare. So, um, there was definitely some highlights. The teriyaki salmon was really good. That molten chocolate cake, of course, is amazing. Um, but yeah, we loved the main dining room and I, we were happy to go every night. We got different people every night, but they were mm-hmm. all really friendly and they always knew our names. So that was pretty cool. And how was the buffet area? That's the one place we kind of just skimmed through was I'm not much of a buffet person. So I think we went to the breakfast buffet once and I I don't love it. And so I'm much more, I found Blue Iguana Cantina because of all the tips I knew to go there. So we skimmed the breakfast bun- buffet and had it one day and lunch buffet. I never ate off the lunch buffet. I just wasn't too excited about it. And there was too many other places to try. What did you think of Guy's Burger Joint? Guy's was really good. We had one rocky, rocky day at sea. <laughs> And, um, we both ate guys on the Rocky day. So we only ate it once because it was with the rockiness and the drinking and the guys Mm -hmm. burger. We weren't sure which of the things was the culprit, but we didn't feel so good. (laughs) Speaking of the drinking, did you get the cheers package? No, neither of us are big drinkers. So Mm -hmm. we did the bubbles soda package. It was fine. It was a little annoying that you have to go to a bar to get the soda, like that they didn't just have like soda machines or something that you could like take your cup to or, you know, you had to even a room service, you had to go to a bar to get it. But during when we would eat dinner, the wait staff would always go get it for us. So we did that. We did have a couple drinks on one of the on the sea day. What else did you eat on board? So we did, of course, Blue Iguana Cantina. We had the breakfast burrito and that was the best breakfast on the whole ship. I wish I had just done that every day. It was so amazing. We also did the seafood shack one night. We got lobster and crab legs. That is an extra fee. I probably wouldn't do it again. I don't think it was it wasn't as good as what I had in the main dining room. So probably wouldn't do that again. We did the pizza one night and it was the $5 pizza delivery and like half of the toppings were slid off the pizza. So I don't know if they were like (laughs) running to get it to us, but, um, but the pizza itself was fine and it did a good job. But I think the highlight for me was we did the chef's table. I love it. What did you think? It was the highlight. It was the highlight of the cruise. It was amazing. It was so well worth. I mean, we tar- we paid $75 a person for it. We had 10 or 11 courses, plus we had champagne and wine. And it was so good. We got to make chocolate lava cake with one of the chefs and they actually picked me. They're like, who wants to make the cake with the chef? And I was like, oh, me. So I got to mix, you know, like make some of the cakes with the chef. And then we went to the dining room. We had our own private dining room and they even had a magician And it was kind of funny because everybody thought he was corny because he Mm -hmm. pretended he was bad. But then he turned out to be really good. (laughs) So there was only 12 of us. And so we had this private room all to ourselves. And it was 10 or 11 courses. And it was amazing. Like it was definitely elevated from the main dining room. And I'm kind of like a fancy foodie person. And so I just loved every minute of it. And then at the end, they gave us a photo of all of us together and they gave us the recipe for the chocolate lava cake. (laughs) I love the chef's table, but talk about a food coma. (laughs) Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, we were too, but we didn't care. Like we were so (laughs) excited and it was funny because like I am an adventurous food person Mm -hmm. and some people were like, 
very picky on what yeah. they would and would not eat. And there was, it looked like, like caviar on some of the, the items, but it wasn't, it was juice that looked like caviar. Like mm-hmm. it was these little juice bubbles and people were like, I'm not eating fish eggs. And we're like, it's not fish <laughs> eggs. It's just mango juice. Calm down. Well, <laughs> so you um, have to be a little adventurous with food. All right. Well, let's talk about the entertainment on this four night cruise. Yeah, we didn't hit any of the entertainment. There was a comedy, there was a comedian, and then there was a couple other shows. But I'm so much more about the food that that's what kind of occupied us. We did do the Lido deck one day where they had the um, the hairy chest competition, and that was so much fun. And we laughed and laughed and laughed at that. Olivia was our, I don't know, she was like our cruise fun person and she was really really good and that hairy chest competition was hilarious and the guy that won we kept seeing him all week and then we would because he had to dress up as a woman at the end and his name was Brittany at the end as a woman so we kept yelling (laughs) hey Brittany and so it was really fun how was the ship on sea days as far as crowds and congestion Crowds and congestion were fine. I mean, there was like a ton of people in the buffet, but we kind of skipped that. Um, and then my my roommate is a smoker. So about half the time we were like in the smoking deck area, kind of at the end where you couldn't really smell anything. And um, so that got a little busy at times. But as far as congestion, it wasn't bad at all. Like you wouldn't realize that it was full. How was the casino as far as smoke is concerned? Because it's one of those ships where you have to walk through the casino most of the time to get from point A over to point B. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad just walking through. But when we got back from one of our ports, all the elevators were jam packed. And so we went there just to like sit down for a few minutes and I couldn't sit in there for five minutes and I had to leave. So walking through was fine. But for somebody who's a non-smoker and I roomed with a smoker and didn't bother me a bit, but like sitting in the casino for five minutes was too much for me. So on this uh, four-night cruise, you went to Half Moon Key and Nassau. Give us a highlight from each port. Well, Half Moon Key is just the beach. I mean, it's a pristine, perfect, gorgeous beach. And that's what we wanted was just a day to lay. (laughs) We went down as far as we could to get away from all the kids And, um, we got chairs right in the front row and we did not leave those chairs all day. (laughs) So we got in the water and came back to our chair. And, um, so the highlight for that was the beach. They do have a buffet on the Island on Mm -hmm. half moon that day, but it was really, really bad. So that was the one time where the food was not good, but Olivia was on the Island with us and we were right by the big ship that they have on half moon key and she was doing games and stuff. So, and they had great music. Like we had a great time. And how about Nassau? Well, Nassau, we didn't do any excursions. We kind of wanted to just chill out. And so we did the horse drawn carriage, which was fine. And then we took a short cab ride over to Junkanoo beach for lunch we went shopping at the straw market and then went over to Junkanoo beach for lunch. And that it's a really crowded public beach, but there is this like tiki hut on the, on the beach. And so we had lunch there. And then when we were on our way back, we saw senior frogs and both of us had forgot that it was there. (laughs) So, um, we stopped and got some t-shirts at senior frogs before we headed back to the ship. You make your way back to Port Miami. How was disembarkation? It was 25 minutes ship to curb that time. So, um, I think just with customs and when we were getting on, it was, you know, kind of, there was not a big rush, but getting off, we were like the last ones off the ship. And so there was a lot of folks at the end. So it took a little bit longer, but it wasn't bad. Any first time tips to offer someone sailing on corn? Victory? 
Yeah, I would say definitely get faster to the fun because we had to go to guest services. And if you go to guest services one time, the faster to the fun is worth it mm-hmm. <laughs> because that line is miserable if you're not in the faster to the fun line. Yeah. And then you can bring soda on board, which we would have done if we'd you know, thought about it a little bit ahead of time. So I think those were the two things. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise? Um, the beach at Half Moon Key was perfect and I'm very tan now which I love mm-hmm. and then the chef's table by far like for a foodie like me I loved every second of it and would I would have gone two nights if they'd let me in closing final thoughts of carnival victory I really enjoyed it it was my first time ever on a cruise I definitely think the ship does need to go to the refurb and and you know get some updates just across the board. Like you can tell it's a little bit older. Um, but we had a great time. Olivia was super fun on the ship and it was a great time for a first cruise. Like I got tan. That's all I really cared about. (laughs) Yeah. The ship is like 19 or 20 years old at this point, which is kind of up there for a cruise ship. Well, and it was funny because when we left Nassau, the MSC, one of the newer ships from MSC was there. And my friend had never seen an MSC. She hadn't heard of it. And we saw that ship and she was in awe. (laughs) of that she was like um we're going on that next (laughs) especially when it was next to carnival victory you were like oh look at our sad little ship (laughs) yeah anything looks good against carnival victory i think (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that ship did look pretty fancy compared to ours so i think that might be the next one but yeah i mean it was a good time as long as you were just out there you know looking to have fun and relax Absolutely. Heather, when we were talking about food earlier, you mentioned you had a food blog. Where could we find that? Sure. I did a post and it's at thefoodhussy.com, H-U-S-S-Y. And um, my Instagram is at foodhussy. So there'll definitely be some pictures up there as well. But I do have a full, it's mainly focused on the food, but it's on my blog at the food hussy. Shoot me the link to that so I can put it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. We've been talking with Heather about her cruise on Carnival Victory out of Port Miami. Heather, thanks for stopping by. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio Rewind. I got a couple of requests here. So uh, if you've sailed Radiance of the Seas or Vision of the Seas and you'd like to share your review, I got two emails asking for reviews of that ship. So email me if you've been on those ships, Doug at CruiseRadio.net. But you know what? We're just not going to limit it to those two ships. If you would like to share a review of a recent cruise you've been on or one that you're going on in the future, drop me an email. I'd love to have a chat with you, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. And with that said, I will let you enjoy your day. Thank you again for being here. Talk to you on Thursday. Take care.